those beautiful sounds in the background this of course uh, the first hour of a Tuesday night program between 7 and 9 uh, and uh, we always focus on the lands of Palestine uh, with uh, Mona Ihsan Hendricks who joins us online this evening first of all Assalamu Alaikum I'm Muhammad Fasih and I'll be with you for the next two hours inshallah I mean uh, Mona Assalamu Alaikum and welcome to the show Wa alaykum as salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh wa brother Muhammad Fasih. And to all the listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape this evening, fellow South Africans, assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum as salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Well, now we have only about six months before we do break away for the uh, walk of Maghrib. So if you could maybe just outline what we will be discussing in the program this evening. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu. By necessity at times, it is important for us to uh, perhaps maybe understand that from time to time, we will uh, add additions uh, to this particular program. And I particularly want to highlight that last week, we particularly uh, saw the need and the necessity to uh, sacrifice the immediate focus on Palestine, but to broaden uh, the explanation and particularly focusing on the broader Middle Eastern crisis as we continue to see the situation unfolding on a day-to-day basis. Last week, we drew the parallel between uh, the uh, position of al-Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak under Zionist occupation and the international uh, position not only exclusively of the Muslim community but the international community and the peace-loving community who are consistent against the condemnation of Zionist occupation and the crimes under Zionist uh, occupation. We drew the parallels to the position of Baytullah al-Haram, Mecca al-Mukarrama, and we know and we are fully aware of the fact that this has become a very contentious, yet a very sensitive matter, that when we receive the information of the intended uh, targeted uh, missile directed to Mecca al-Mukarrama, up to this particular moment, there still uh, uh, prevails counter-analysis to the fact that the missile was not directed to Makkah al-Mukarrama. Some of uh, our people uh, then also prefer to uh, divert the attention to that we should not uh, begin to uh, increase the sectarianist complexity that we begin to see uh, not in South Africa alone, but internationally. Now, I want to place on the record again, Brother Muhammad Fasih, this is uh, not a sectarianist approach, neither is it because we want to exacerbate the differences between the Sunni and the Shia. It is precisely because we have focused on the focal point and say, whoever it is, that targets Baytullah al-Haram, whoever it is that intends or who wants to target the sanctity of Makkah al-Mukarrama, the sanctity of Madinatul al 
the sanctity and the sacredness of al-Masjid al-Aqsa, whether it uh, emanates from Zionist occupation, whether it comes from anybody in the ranks of the Muslim community, al-Iyadu Billah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect that a Muslim will mm-hmm. never and should never be responsible for such intended uh, 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 intentions. Whether it comes from anybody who uh, is a Sunni, whether it comes from anybody who is a Shi'i, whether it comes from anybody irrespective of their political affiliation, irrespective of their geographical location, irrespective of the geopolitical uh, situation and conditions that is prevalent in the Arab world and in the Middle East, the focal point here is whoever intends to make Makkah al-Mukarrama, whoever intends to make Madinah al-Manawara or al-Masjid al-Aqsa as the Muqaddasat al-Islamiyyah, and in the same voice, Brother Muhammad Fasih, listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape, on numerous occasions, we did mention that when we deal with the Palestinian complexity and the group of Zionist occupation, and the Palestinian people, then it is, cannot be the exclusive cry of the Muslim community that is suffering. How many times did we not say that Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa is under occupation, but it is equally the Holy Church of Nativity that is under occupation? It is Muslims who are suffering under the Zionist occupation, but it is equally the Christian community who also suffers the group of Zionist occupation. So this is by no means uh, an opportunity to exacerbate the sectarian uh, tensions in the community. It is by no means to exacerbate uh, the complexities and the differences that at times some people want to capitalize upon, whether it is between the Muslim and the Christian and the Jewish community. This is in fact by no means even an anti-Jewish approach that we are taking. We are consistent in our condemnation of Zionism as the political ideology uh, that drives Zionist occupation over so many years and makes the Palestinian people suffer. So in the same light, we raise the most recent concern of that missile that was directed towards Makkah al-Mukarramah. It is shocking to see that even in the ranks of the Muslim community, You have those who want to politicize the matter and say that, of course, Saudi Arabia is paying the price for all of these situations that it is confronted with today. This program does not intend to be in defense of Saudi Arabia as a monarch. This program is not in defense of any state organ. This program is in defense of Muqaddasat al-Islamiyah, the sacred places of the Muslim community and equally the sacred places of the Christian community, the Jewish community, and those uh, uncontrolled minds in our community that believe there can be a justification for wanting to target a Christian church or wanting to target a synagogue of the Jewish community, we should equally take that responsibility to condemn such type of irresponsible 
few points that people hold in our community. Well, no, thank you so much for that. Uh, we're going to have to break away for the walk to Maghrib. Inshallah, when we return, we'll pick up the discussion. Uh, we are chatting to Monex and Hendricks, who is the National Director of the Al-Quds Foundation. And tonight, once again, the focus on Palestine and Al-Quds. And uh, obviously also we've discussed now at length, I think, uh, the uh, situation within Saudi. Uh, we know about the events there and uh, discussing the dynamics and political situation that uh, might uh, arise from that. But uh, we'll be discussing more about that after this. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station. 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to Focus on Palestine here on The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM stereo. On, sti- on the line we still have with us Mona Ihsan Hendricks, he's the National Director of the Al-Quds Foundation. Welcome back Mona. Mona, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh, Brad Muhammad Sasih. For all the listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape this evening. Alhamdulillah. Uh, Mona, once again, uh, before the break, we were speaking about um, this attack once again, uh, as it seems to have uh, you know, gripped the, the, the world, the Muslim world particularly, um, and rightfully so in terms of uh, how disturbing the news is. Um, but at the same time, also, Mona outlined some of the political, the political situation and the dynamics uh, that this might have. And also, I believe Mona was in the process of drawing parallels between what is happening in Palestine and what's happening in, in, middle, in the Middle East as a whole. Yeah, Brother Mohammed Sasih, let me content the listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape that I merely try to introduce the point to say that uh, at times we need to take a little diversion away from the immediate uh, Palestinian Masjid al-Aqsa uh, focus that we deal with on a Tuesday evening. The intention tonight is not to continue with that, and in light of the fact that during last week, uh, if you allow me just to refresh the mind of the listeners, under the leadership of the President of the Muslim uh, Judicial Council, the Honorable Sheikh Irfan Abram, last week and Monday called a very important uh, ulama meeting attended by a number of uh, ulama, close to 50 ulama, in order to discuss the complexity of this issue of the uh, missile. Then on Tuesday evening last week, uh, that is when we took the diversion to analyze uh, further and draw the parallels between Masjid al-Aqsa and the Zionist occupation and then the most uh, recent uh, missile directed in the direction of Makkah al-Mukarramah. On Wednesday, we had the press conference at the Muslim uh, Judicial Council, and the Voice of the Cape was uh, kind enough to have the live uh, broadcast from the uh, headquarters of the Muslim uh, Judicial Council. Of course, we have received uh, some very good uh, feedback from the community in that regard, including that there are some concerns, and we hope to continue to deal with it, And then last week and Thursday evening, the traditional Palestinian uh, program was then further the expansion, (coughs) the extension of dealing with the analysis. But then we broadly uh, 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 developed the teamwork and said, let us concentrate on the broader Middle Eastern uh, crisis 
the humanitarian crisis that continues uh, to unfold, the poor people suffering under these circumstances when uh, the Middle East is bleeding and there is absolutely no justification for all of these wars and that we cannot merely cry for the sacredness of the Kaaba, we cannot merely cry for the sacred, sacredness and the sanctity of Masjid uh, uh, al-Nabawi, we cannot merely just cry for the sacredness and the sanctity of al-Masjid al-Aqsa and we forgot about the sanctity, the sacredness and the dignity of human life. <clears throat> and that is why the aspect of analyzing the humanitarian crisis that continues to unfold due to these complexities and the wars. And uh, in addition to that, uh, Brother Muhammad Shatif, and therefore I don't intend to use this program tonight to go any further because last week we had part one of our analysis and I used the opportunity again to extend an invitation to the community to join us this Thursday evening when part two of that analysis will continue at the Darul Islam Masjid in Surya State where the Honorable President of the MJC is the Imam. So I extend an invitation to the community to come and listen to our ongoing analysis on Thursday evening, uh, immediately after Salat al-Maghrib, and we strike the combination with the uh, fasting until Palestine uh, will be liberated, inshallah, and we hope to uh, continue with the analysis of the complexities that we continue to see in the Middle East the humanitarian crisis, of course, and uh, what should be the areas that we should uh, take extreme caution of and how we hope that the future can improve uh, for the Muslim world, for the Arab world, and for humanity at large, inshallah. I hope that that plays uh, into perspective why we have taken the diversion last week and Tuesday and uh, giving the background of the entire... Uh, programs that we have administered during the course of last week, Muhammad. Inshallah, Mawlana. Mawlana, obviously, if we look at the, um, uh, if we look at the last couple of weeks, and once again, uh, this has played uh, up very much in the in the uh, in the uh, mainstream media, uh, and uh, the attention has been shifted. The and thus we ask the question: But what about Palestine? Uh, let's look at the recent developments within uh, occupied nineteen. Exactly, and this is why we will remain consistent on the focus of Palestine because we believe uh, that the Palestinian question, the struggle of the Palestinian people, the Palestinian people under Zionist occupation, the uh, ongoing uh, desecration of the holy places of the Muslim community and the Christian community, and particularly in light of most recently the resolution uh, that was taken by UNESCO in terms of al-Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak and then furthermore the position of Masjid Ibrahim in Hebron and then of course Masjid Bilal ibn Rabah in Ramallah. We have covered almost about two consecutive programs on the radio voice of the Cape, if it was not three. Now post that particular uh, UNESCO resolution that was taken, we see the intensification of the uh, Zionist occupation directed once more again 
to uh, the people of Palestine, the suffering of the people in Jerusalem. And I think tonight we need to highlight uh, that which continued to shock the international community. The international community is absolutely shocked when this young man, Ahmed uh, Manasra, only 14 years of age, yesterday was sentenced to a 12-year prison sentence. Subhanallah. 12-year prison sentence. Uh, Muhammad Fasih, what would be the language that we would talk in South Africa for a 14-year-old uh, boy uh, that, in fact, was not just even, he was not directly involved in the crime in, in, in itself, happens to be on the scene, may have had an intention and part of the climate that the Palestinian people have to continuously be vigilant against the occupation uh, we should not forget the pain and the suffering of the Palestinian people and young people who have the aspiration of life, who wants to see the beauty of life. And this is an ongoing program that we see the Zionist occupation targets young, innocent boys and girls. In fact, there is a shocking revelation if the statistics uh, is beginning to show how many young people are lingering in uh, the, 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 the jails of a Zionist occupation. But for this young man, 14 years old, to spend the next 12 years in prison, can you begin to visualize uh, that, uh, Brother Muhammad Fasih? SubhanAllah. Where is the question of um, uh, the rights of, of, of children? Where are the human rights uh, uh, activists in this uh, particular uh, regard? Mona, and in fact, that, yes. was, that was actually going to be my next question because we know usually when uh, children are involved, or uh, especially when it comes to minors um, involved in the conflict, where they are arrested or they are the, the, there's persecution against them, we find organisations such as Amnesty International and other bodies coming out, uh, coming to their defence. Um, we know in, uh, in in developed countries, uh, minors are treated differently. Even within this country, there are specific laws pertaining to minors. Um, let alone alone uh, what he was charged with but the fact that he's a minor but here we see a 12-year sentence being slapped on a 14-year-old boy uh, in a sense has there been no outcry from 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 these bodies these international bodies in fact if there has been then it has been very uh, 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 very low-key you know and uh, therefore we see the activists uh, on the uh, social uh, media uh, the, the, the networks beginning to hashtag uh, human rights. Where is the question of human rights? The hashtag of uh, children's uh, rights, uh, the right to exist. And therefore, uh, I want the community, uh, besides your normal information that you go to, is go to the uh, Facebook of the Al-Quds Foundation and you will actually see the detailed report that we have placed uh, there uh, of this 14-year-old uh, uh, young boy. So the question is really, where are the uh, human rights uh, uh, calls? And the Israeli occupation court, of course, on Monday, sentenced this 14-year-old child, purely a child, Ahmed Manasra, to 12 years in prison under the pretext of a stabbing attempt, a stabbing attempt. 
And Ahmed uh, uh, Manasra on the 12th of October 2015 was shot and tortured on camera by the Israeli settler while his cousin Hassan uh, Manasra was killed on the spot under the pretext of uh, stabbing, under the pretext of stabbing a, 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 a settler. Now this is the type of uh, challenges that these young people are faced with on a day-to-day uh, basis. In fact, the lawyer of Ahmad Manasra, Tariq Barghout, said that the court also imposed, uh, furthermore, the 14-year sentence imposed the financial compensation of 180,000 shekels on Ahmad. An international uproar was caused around the case after the video footage showed that Ahmad being abused by the Israeli uh, investigators. So, yes. Uh, this is the plight of the young people in Palestine. This is the future of the Palestinian uh, society. And uh, Brother uh, uh, Muhammad Fasih, on many occasions, we have recalled this very emotional uh, story. Particularly uh, uh, the former president of the Muslim uh, Judicial Council, Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriel, on many occasions did mention when he engaged years back this young boy in Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, in the compound of Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa Al-Mubarak, when he extended a, a, a friendly invitation to this young boy and asked him, come with me to uh, South Africa. Now look at the, the mindset of this young boy. Young boy. His response to Sheikh Ibrahim was, if I should go with you to South Africa, who is going to defend Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa Al-Mubarak? Again, if we further go into the details of the plight of the thousand young children in Palestine, then we see the Palestinian people have, um, as what we call a qasida or a nasheed, a liberation song, فِي قَدْ نَتَقَ الْحَجَرِ لَا مؤتمر لَا مؤتمر it is the children that compose this particular uh, uh, revolutionary freedom song in their resistance against Zionist occupation. Say, In Al-Quds, it is the stone, the stone, the stone. Of course, uh, the young people of Palestine have become synonymous that when we see the picture of a young Palestinian boy who stands with a stone ready to throw at the occupier, ready to throw at the tyrant in front of him. And that is when this particular picture begins to feature into the international arena. It is when the Zionists are on their best. This is when the Zionists begin to articulate to the world and say, as Israelis, as uh, the state of Israel, we have the legitimate right to defend ourselves. Who defends the innocence of the young Palestinian children who further the emotion of the future of Palestinian children is witnessed when so many young children on a day-to-day basis have to go through military checkpoints where they get interrogated by the uh, Zionist uh, uh, army officials. When these young boys whip themselves in front of the international community in the face of international television the way they are interrogated on a day-to-day basis when you see an israeli soldier 
stands in front of a nine-year-old boy, interrogates him, and uh, this boy then goes into a dialogue with this Israeli soldier and tells him, the, 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 the machine gun that you have in your arm, that is what you believe will protect you. And the school bag that is, that I am carrying as my bag to go to school, this is the future of Palestine. Mona, I think uh, we're going to have to leave it there for this evening. Uh, time has unfortunately caught up with us, but once again, shukran so much for joining us uh, in this program, Focus on Palestine, and shedding some light, and also some very disturbing uh, things coming out, and subhanAllah, to think a 14-year-old boy, a 14-year-old boy, getting a prison sentence of 12 years, subhanAllah. May Allah make it easy for all of those uh, oppressed in Palestine. Muhammad Fasih, again, let me just remind the community, Thursday evening's program, Fasting until Palestine will be liberated, will be at the Darul Islam Masjid in Saria State, under the Imamat of the President of the Muslim Judicial Council, Sheikh Arafan. I urge the community, brothers and sisters, and everybody to come so that we continue with the second part of the program with the uh, analysis of the Middle Eastern crisis, the humanitarian uh, position of the community there, and the way forward for us as uh, part of the international ummah. إن شاء الله تبارك وتعالى شكرا جزاكم الله خيرا Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa That of course was uh, Mona Ihsan uh, Hendricks, uh, the National Director of the Al-Quds Foundation.